was this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. Four nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude Starring me, Brighton SLC. And me, Sean Black. And here we are, episode two. This is our second episode. Right. If you can imagine that. Um, we've gotten an overwhelming response to the first one, mm-hmm. so I'm really pleased about that. I thought everyone had forgotten about us, just like the people that put us in this Ferris wheel had forgotten about us. Right. Just like right. Tugboat, who we sent for help, has forgotten about us. It's yes. It's I, I was I wasn't worried last week when it was only seventy two hours, but now we're now pushing about four hundred and sixty hours. It's been something like that, and I don't time. think Danny Boyle's making a movie about this unless one of us cuts off her arm. Well, we which all... I'm not yet willing to do. Well, I know, and we are, we we already made the biggest sacrifice we're going to make, and that's to to eat our fedoras. <laughs> Like it's it's not gonna get any more. Like I'll I'll just leap from this Ferris wheel if it goes any further than that. If I have to eat my backup fedora, <laughs> oh no, don't don't talk like that. I know, I know. This don't is, say those this things. This is crazy. Because eventually we're gonna get down and we're gonna go over to where those Egyptian belly dancers are, right? And how are they gonna know that we're gentlemen? And also, how are they gonna not notice us? Because we're gonna be so incognito. We just want to blend in with the crowd. We don't want to stick out because th- this place. Oh, is that why you have the trench coat with the really the turned-up collar? Right, yeah. right, and this and they grew out this huge mustache in the last week. Um, it's this town is feel, not, okay, not the town. Well, yes, the town too also feels a little bit dangerous. I was gonna say a World's Fair just sounds wonderful, but you know, there's been a I've been hearing on the PA people are turning up missing. There's some some people that have have just disappeared. There's been a lot of disappearings. Which I, I just assumed that they were they put on a disguise and then someone panicked. It was that, or there's that giant weird uh, hotel that was built right before the fair. Oh, are Swango. you talking about the murder hotel? Yeah, and like the neon. So so it's not that it just says murder hotel in neon. I think yeah. that they use red neon is really really giving a weird kind of vibe, and the and the the shoots out into dumpsters behind. The, the weird smoking yeah, the, smoke like stacks day and in the middle night. of the night. Yeah, yeah day and night. Just, just the smell of like cook, cooking flesh. It kind of smells like when you're by a barbecue pit, you know? But a, like a an old one, a crummy one at the right. park. Yeah. We, yeah. And then we, with a kind of chemical smell added too. But lie? I mean, it's lie. That, yeah. that smells lie. Yeah. I don't know what. Why Gosh. lie? I'm using lie. <laughs> That's, yeah. You could be an ad man, kid. <laughs> So I came up with the phrase, why lie? I'm using lie. And I took it up to the art director. And that, he said, we, you just sold 50 units of lie right there. I think that maybe that's probably how lie became popular. Not because of how it worked, but just from a, a successful ad campaign. It probably doesn't work worth a shit. I don't even know what it does or what it's for. I think it's for when you're trying to start a fight club and you got to kiss someone's hand and pour it on it. Isn't oh, that, that's that right. Why? It's for starting a fight club. It's to get a big swollen scar of, of lips on the top of your hand is the primary use of it. Why wouldn't that have also burned his lips? 
Well, spoiler alert, because he didn't exist. No, 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 no. He kisses it first, and then pours lie on it. Oh, and then the lie interacts with the... With the, the saliva. Saliva. It's all in that commercial jingle we used to oh, hear as kids. Oh, yeah, of course. Now Kiss those... your hand, <laughs> pour on the lie, then you'll get a scar that looks like lips. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very catchy, yeah, now no, I think the, about the it. The tune itself wasn't that great either. Yeah. But, but yeah, well, that's, that's Smogville. That's Smogville. Now, speaking of burned lips, uh, there's a Swede over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, we're, we're exaggerating. We do get time out of the Ferris wheel cart every now and then. Right, that's why we um, need the fedoras. But yes, for our disguises. We're kind of high profile around here. Uh, you got this Swedish, Swedish fella mm-hmm. down on the south side, name of Johan. He right. will, uh, he he'll, he peddles a, a drink, a liqueur, an exotic liqueur called Sambuca. And then, uh, and then he pulls out a lighter and you're like, what are you doing? And he goes, it's a drink. It's called Dragon's Fire. And I'm thinking, will you get that lighter away from my head? <laughs> and he And he goes... Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a Swedish term, right? Right, yeah. It's a Swedish word, I think, for commander. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's respectful. It's very respectful, yeah. But uh, no, the Swede was trying to light my mouth on fire. And I don't know, but he didn't give me instruction. First of all, not going to happen. Right. Don't light my mouth on fire. Mm -hmm. But he also didn't even provide, even if I was into it, no instructions were provided. Like... Like just, I think the idea is you fill your mouth with shot and then open your, lean your head back and open your mouth. And then Swede comes in with a lighter okay, and lights your mouth on fire. And then you blow the the liquor out? Well, that again to was make not a, a dragon flame. That seems like a bad thing to do in a crowded tavern. Yeah. And it also seems like a, the, the opposite of what you're trying to do when you're drinking. You're, you're usually trying to get the alcohol into your body, not, not get rid of it yeah not, not pay for it and then just burn it away blast it out into space for, for a cheap special effect for at, for whose benefit too right is anyone gonna see that and be like oh we like having you in here four guy of those just, guy that, yeah <laughs> all around we need those i want to drink those <laughs> yeah fire like, oh, thanks for coming into our bar and spreading fire around that's definitely a good thing for us mm-hmm. as bar owners um anyway that's been my latest smogville experience wow okay um interesting uh, how did, so how did it turn out? You didn't. You're just gonna leave us hanging. I swallowed it. And you he, refused. I took. I took the shot and I went. Okay. So what am I supposed to do? And then I swallowed it real quick. And then he said. Well, and then he said, "What you need to do is spit out the lighter fluid." <laughs> yeah. Then, oh yeah. <laughs> and then I'll give you a free drink. And then I looked at the camera, and like an I, an iris zoomed in on me and went. Yeah. Or and your eyes blinked and went blank blank blank. Yeah, that was exactly it. No, he went and then got another shot. Right. Because. And then he emptied out his Zippo. He's like, well, I guess we'll yeah, try it this way. We'll try it this way. He, yeah. he drank all the lighter fluid. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Give that man some charcoal. Um, I think one of the things we should do on this show is, because I know that our listeners are busy. Mm-hmm. I know that m- many of them are illiterate due right. to no fault of their own. Yeah. It's the fault of the education Most system. Most people are illiterate, right? In think- Smogville, at least. Oh, pretty much everyone in Smogville. I've, like, have you seen the newspaper here? No. It's, it's, just, it's pictures, just pictures. Right? It's all just pictures. Right. Pictograms. It's kind of nice. It's relaxing to read. <laughs> it really is. I'm like, hey, there's a fountain. I wonder if they put in a fountain? Or is it just like, <laughs> this is a bird on the fountain? It adds like a level of kind of like, like when you look, it's like a Where's Waldo thing, where you're looking at the picture, 
this full front page picture going, what is the story here? What is the story? And it's open to interpretation like all good news should be. Yeah, my friend comes over. Did you hear there was a fire last night? And then I'm like, what are you talking about? It was like uh, the kombucha, or whatever you called it, <laughs> drinking championship. Yeah, Sambu the Sambuca championship. Sambuca. Yeah. So I thought, anyway, we'd, we'd kind of go over some headlines, you know, cover everything a newspaper would cover. All right, you got a copy uh, as, right here, huh? Yeah, as a, as a format of our show, I feel like we'd go over that. So I wanted to highlight a couple recent news stories. Okay. Uh, how are your bees? Do you have bees? My, like, like the bug? Yeah. They're fine, man, as far as I know. Whoa, don't admit that, because it, it's illegal to keep bees in Utah. Someone just found that out. What? That for over 120 years, it's been illegal to keep bees without registering with the state bee department, no, which doesn't exist. That's big, big honey. <laughs> it always goes back to it. Yeah, it does. And so I just wanted to mention that. But uh, yeah, law drafted in 1892. A person may not raise bees without being registered with the department. Now, what, what do you think the initial, like, why was this law put into place? Just too many goddamn bees in the town? I think just that had to be everywhere. it, yeah. Like the mayor's like, another bee sting on my nose? <laughs> yeah. No, you couldn't get couldn't get away from it and there weren't seagulls coming to eat those bees that's right no they only eat crickets that's a little inside well, joke for, <laughs> yeah that's a, yeah people that's a, that live here it's a deep religious cut yeah it is uh <laughs> yeah they had to be too many bees and that's why uh that's oh, that's why mr pumpernickel doesn't allow bees here at the spot mm -hmm. fair and uh only wasps <laughs> got a lot of wasps in, in the corner of these ferris wheel booths what point? whatever you call them cars what purpose do wasps serve? I guess they pollinate flowers. Well, it's all the good parts of the bee minus the bee itself. So it's like you take away all the annoying stuff like the honey. The honey. And the, and the pollinating. The Cheerios. The Jerry Seinfeld voice. Right. Right. You get rid of all the stuff we don't like about bees and you keep the sting and, and then you add a bad temperament. Get rid of the cute little fuzz. Right. Yeah. Make them much more sinister looking. Yeah, and mean. And they, I think they also bite. They sting and bite. So they're kind of like a, like a super bee. They're better. Yeah. If you if you look at them... I'm looking at this whole thing in terms of, of like uh, insect warfare type thing. like Just we, evolution. We, yeah. yeah. We, could, we could... No, I mean like used for the military. Like we just send wasps into battle. Why haven't we tried that? I bet that we've tried that. I'm sure. <laughs> That's probably where this law comes from. <laughs> yeah there's some mishap of, of of some some war they were probably testing it on a, a lesser class of people mm -hmm. uh, what i mean is like the downtrodden the poor right the uh infirm they're like mm -hmm. hey let's test out our bee warfare on those people mm -hmm. we do uh in utah where we used to live mm -hmm. where we might still live i don't know there's uh a very large and mysterious uh it's testing proving ground the dugway proving ground Okay, now give me a little background on this. What what does this mean? We don't know what they do there. It's in the desert. It's bigger. Oh, good. I think it's bigger than Rhode Island. <laughs> really? And the army is out there doing stuff. Oh, so this is like Area. We don't 52. know what. That's no. they've called it Area Fifty Two before because uh, there were rumors maybe in the early two thousands, late nineties, that they shut down Area Fifty One and moved it here. Oh. Um. Like, you know, the shooting laser beams into the sky. Right. And I think you showed me a testing photo nerve gas. Of this. Yeah, that laser beam. Yeah, there's a laser that just shot into the sky. Yeah, this super bright light that shot straight into the sky, and everyone's, all these conspiracy nuts are watching it. Well, if I know anything about, about alien movies, 
that's probably the best way to contact an alien is to shoot a light straight up. Yeah. It seems to happen a lot. It does. It does. Or, or some sort of test launch and then the Vulcans will hear about it. Right. Um, nerve gas out there. They killed all the sheep. And that was the inspiration for Stephen King's The Stand when, whoops, accidentally let that nerve gas out wow. that killed every sheep in the valley. And they said if the wind had been blowing a different direction, Salt Lake City would have died. Really? Yeah. Man, nerve gas is frightening stuff. Yeah. It really is. Oh, yeah. Now, this was in the late 60s. But don't worry. They got their shit together <laughs> in the last couple of years by accidentally mailing anthrax via the post office. <laughs> Well, what's your great plan? Take it, take it yourself? <laughs> Not mail it Drive. to anybody. Just keep it where it's supposed to be in the middle of the desert. Because this stuff, it was a big mishap. And I, I heard like the general just got court-martialed or something. Because they're like, like, hey, why did you mail that anthrax? And he's like, I don't know. Is this just a private matter? Where he's like, here's that anthrax I was telling you about. Yeah. Don't sniff it. Don't and keep, <laughs> yeah. keep this envelope upright. Yeah. And it wasn't even supposed to like leave the base. And then somehow it's just traveling down the highway, a bunch of anthrax. What is anthrax kept? So when, when people were mailing all the anthrax to the government a few years ago, that, yeah. was, that was a big craze. Yeah, we all just forgot about that. It was like, think of those days, the, the most popular things. The Macarena, American Idol, mailing anthrax mailing to anthrax. government officials. It just catches on. It's like, it's like yeah. Stretch Armstrong or some kind of, you know, pogs. It, as I recall, they were always sending a powder. Mm -hmm. Is How is anthrax normal? How is it normally stored? So it, it's, is it in some vial and it's invisible and then you pour it on the powder and the powder binds with it? Because it, it itself... Isn't it a virus? It's a virus, it's right? A, yeah. It's so, not just like a poison. And so from my extensive understanding of science, viruses are invisible, right? And they can only be gotten rid of with exorcisms and burning sage to get the bad ghost viruses out of your house, that kind of stuff. Right. Bloodletting. Bloodletting. And stuff so, like that. And so if you got a little vial with invisible anthrax and then you just kind of dumped it, could you just dump it on a piece of bread and the air just whooshes onto the bread? So it's a bacterium. Okay. So anthrax is the disease caused by the bacterium. So I guess when we're saying that they're mailing anthrax, they're mailing bacillus anthracus. That sounds like a Wile E. Coyote thing. <laughs> Acme baculum anthraxis. <laughs> yeah. You know how they always pause on Wile E. Coyote and say like, Coyoteus chasimus or oh, yeah, something, that's, that's the fake true. Latin names. Oh, yeah, so it would be a king and freeze, and it would just show the, the anthrax. Yeah. Would it be an angry little, like, molecule face? Yeah, it would be an angry, it would look like a bee. But so bacterium is still invisible, though, right? Well, it's just real small. Well, that's what I mean by invisible. Yeah. Everything that's invisible is just really small. Oh, I guess there isn't anything that's just literally invisible. Yeah. Air. No, air is just really small, too. <laughs> it's just really small. It is. There's still molecules out there, man. Yeah, okay, atoms, that's true. Atoms and stuff. There's nothing that's not there. Everything's just really tiny. Oh, shit. That's right. Sorry, you just give me something to think put about. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I can't. I can't see it. Ah, oh, fuck! It's already there. Sorry, what? I just saw what anthrax does to the skin. It's real gross. Cutaneous anthrax. I don't want that. I don't want a big purple arm with holes in it. Thank God that's an arm. <laughs> Well, at first, I wasn't sure. <laughs> okay, so queso, that sounds good. I want some I'm, queso. Speaking of, of, of viruses and, and the anthrax and all that, I'm going to be going to Mexico. And, and <laughs> where I'm going is apparently the, the ground, ground zero for this Zika virus. 
I meant to talk about that, speaking of the news. Really? Uh, this might be more important than the bee thing. Okay. Oh, did, are we still talking about bees? No, we're, we're done with go that. Go back to the bees? No, okay. we're done with that. Uh, so let's talk about Zika. Cause Zika this, virus. Because I'm just dead man walking. I've got just hours left until I'm sent to Mexico to, to contract the Zika virus. Well, where are you going? Because I just found out Mexico City doesn't have water. I'm going to... to like, Can no okay. water. It has no water. I'm going to someplace by Cancun. I wasn't... I, you know, I wasn't quite listening. But it's but I know where I'm flying into Cancun and then it's some resort or something. So but I mean I still you know that that's a resort's not keeping out a, a mosquito. It's transmitted by mosquitoes. How about that? Zika fever, Zika disease. I'm gonna be bathing in deep woods off. Pandemic. Well, did you hear? They've told them in all these South American countries and Central American countries, Dominican Republic and and all that the islands. They said try to not get pregnant. Until 2018. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really. So, so don't do this. That, that's three years? For about three years. Two years? Yeah, don't get pregnant. Wow. Uh, and this is in a place where also birth control is not, is frowned it's upon. It's frowned upon. Yeah. So this is going to, this is going to be like that movie that I watched one time. Was it 100 Days? It was some teeny bopper guy. Trying to not have sex. Oh, forty days and forty nights. Is that it? Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the, kind of that, but instead of forty days and forty nights, we're talking four thousand. Let's see, what's what's two years? Like eight hundred days and eight hundred nights. Doesn't really quite roll off the tongue, huh? No, and that movie too. Let's think about the kind of people that want to go see a sex comedy, a sex farce. They can definitely relate to being like, oh my gosh, forty days. How's he gonna do it? <laughs> Yeah, what what a champion! Oh my wow. goodness! Forty days without sex. He just wow. Well, he, this guy needs some kind of prize, a Nobel Prize, <laughs> humanitarian there. Oh, good. Show me some more infected arms. Okay, Zika virus on an arm is just a rash. Oh, microcephaly. Oh shit! What does that mean? Is that a swear word? That's is that uh, a Latin swear word. Microcephaly. I think micro microcephaly, if I may be uh, politically incorrect, is is known as pinheads oh oh god yeah that's that's what's horrifying me is seeing these this is what makes the like i am not having a baby i have no plans on having a baby till 2018 at least yeah but just i get here's my thought if this is doing this to 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 fetuses what else is it doing to the human body that scientists just haven't figured it out yet you know what yeah I mean? or like we won't know f for like a few years. yeah, it's like oh, it, it turns out if you have Zika, Zika virus for twenty years, you, your brain starts to to disintegrate. Yeah, like oh, it's just your 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 head is is just gonna melt on the inside. Melt head. Yeah, the old melt head. And then that'll be you know uh, we don't use the M word anymore. We don't call them melt heads. Those people with those like sort of buttery heads walking around. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> By the time twenty years passes, I'm a firm believer that that. Uh, that movie, Mad Max Fury Road, is supposed to be the future. But in my head, I was like, well, this is current California. This is California 2017. Well, yeah, it was, I just mentioned it, that Mexico City doesn't have water right now. And that's the biggest city in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, I didn't even pause. Well, what do you mean? Doesn't have water at all? Like, the, like the, it's just, nothing's coming out of any taps? No, just sand and anthrax. Well, <laughs> well what's the deal? <laughs> Half of Mexico City to be without water for three days. They just don't have enough, so three they're like, days? they're like, okay, turn that off. God, the whole thing—it's going to turn into the raid or something. Three days. 
Isn't that how long it takes to kill you? The road. Yeah, the road, the the raid, like any kind of movie. <laughs> Isn't the raid? Don't they go into the raid? Aren't they, aren't they going into complexes? Oh no, I'm thinking of uh, the movie, the movie where you get to kill someone. On uh, there's been a couple of them. It's like there's one night a year where you can kill everybody. Oh yeah, the purge. The purge. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. So this is gonna be like a purge. The entire Mexico City, one of the biggest cities on earth, is just gonna be just gladiator battles in the streets for water, just to drink the blood, probably. They'll be like, oh, dude. Is it that they're out? Oh, they're changing the pipes. So they're replacing the pipes and just decided, I mean, I guess you got to replace the pipes somehow. So there's just a giant sign that says, excuse the mess. No, pardon our dust. Yeah, you're not gonna pardon have... our dust coming out of your tap. Yeah, you're not going to be drinking water for, for three days. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I mean, since we're on this trend of diseases, anthrax, government testing, no water. The other news story I wanted to highlight was uh, the Royal Bank of Scotland and their nice proclamation at the beginning of the year that said, sell everything because 2016 will be cataclysmic. Now, I don't understand the stock market. I don't know what it is. What? But it seems like... Everything must go? Yeah, it seems like that's a... uh, that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If a massive bank comes out and says, "Oh my God!" Yeah. Well, well <laughs> the whole idea of, of of just money itself is it, the entire concept of money is faith in the system. It yeah. doesn't actually exist. So you are basically saying, "Don't have faith in the thing that, in order to exist, you have to have faith in." Do not wait. Do not pass go. We think investors should be very afraid. He said. Wait, who is saying this? Scotland. So, some Scottish guy. And what what is this based on? I mean, what what is this referring to? Uh, global recession, fa- falling oil, volatility in China, shrinking world trade, rising debt, weak corporate loans, and deflation. And you know, this isn't even counting wars and lack of water and pinhead viruses. Wow, you just made me question: Why are we even doing a podcast? <laughs> we should be filling our basements with guns and water. Well, that's why we're doing the podcast. Safe in a broken Ferris wheel. Yeah, no, up high from the floodwaters. Yeah, all the butterheads won't be able to climb the up and kill us. We'll be safe from the butterheads. It's because... it's basically we're going to be living in Mad Max Fallout Road. Yeah. The I, Raid Road. And, and there's not a car tall enough to get up into a Ferris wheel, so bring it on. Yeah, and our ladders donkey, are slippery. Donkey Mouth or whatever. Who, who, who's the bad guy? Donkey Mouth. It was, in our world, it's going to be Donkey Mouth <laughs> butter, and the butterheads. Butterhead's coming at us, Donkey sounds, Mouth. It sounds like some band from uh, the 1950s Archie comic or something. D- yeah. Donkey Head and the Buttermouths. <laughs> they're called that because they're smooth like buttermilk. <laughs> I love Their that. voices are so smooth. And it's a, it's one of those bands where the... Where, do you know what I always thought was weird? Is is when Elvis... I've seen some old Elvis footage where you know he's looking cool. And then he's yeah. got four middle-aged... <laughs> Middle-aged guys. In, I love those guys. In these suits with, like, stripes down them. <laughs> yeah. None of them younger than 50. <laughs> they're, like, gaunt. Yeah. They're 50 years old. And their hair slicked back. Their and slicked back. And they're just, and like, they're, snapping ooh. their feet. <laughs> You're killing me. Heartbroken. You know, they're yeah. just, and I was like, God, he, he couldn't say, can I get some of my friends to back me Can up? I get somebody cool? Do I, do I really have to have this, this accountant and this algebra teacher? You know, the guy that works at the hardware store yeah, and my, <laughs> it is, it's straight up the guy that works at the hardware store. 
was it? So that, that's what that's what uh, Donkey Mouth and the 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 Butterface. What was it called? The butter uh, Donkey faces? Mouth and the Butterheads. The Butterheads. Yeah. The Butterheads are definitely no one younger than fifty-two. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, like you said, like matching tall, suits, matching gaunt, weird suits. Yeah, matching like striped suits. Yeah. Like you couldn't even wear in public. You look like a. You look ridiculous. Yeah. Now is that and then like those those Colonel Sanders ties. Right. Now is that why Elvis was so revolutionary? Was he literally the only cool person? Dude, that's probably what it was. Was there not was nobody cool until Elvis? And then suddenly he's there, and we don't even have a definition for cool yet until oh we God. see this guy. It is. And we're like, whoa. He might be the first cool person ever, huh? Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Glad we we solved that. Yeah, the origins of cool. It, like it didn't exist. It he he brought it into being. The very concept. Yeah, like of like who's the coolest guy in the U S. U S. before that? Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, I mean it's, yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be someone like that. No, right? Teddy Roosevelt's a badass, but no, come on, he's still badass, a big fat guy with a mustache. You mean psychotic? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> he he did, he was a, a pretty exciting president. But if you think about Teddy himself. This guy's got got a few screws loose. It's fun to read about uh, Mark Twain, who just this is uh, something that doesn't really get brought up often. Mark Twain. How Mark Twain, yeah, in general, he's a writer. Okay. No, is how he just had such a hard on against Roosevelt. He hated him and was constantly writing about what a dangerous psychopath he was. Well, then, well, I'm, and you know me, I always back up Mark Twain. Yeah, and now everyone thinks he's he's like such a swell guy because like, oh man, he went hunting and led a charge, and he did a lot of badass feats, but. He was a crazy person. He was a crazy man. Yeah. Like, like if, if if Mark Twain is writing bad about you, you got, like, that's bad. Yeah. I think uh, probably before Elvis, Humphrey Bogart was maybe the coolest person. And look oh. at him now. No, but look at him with his, he's got a melt face. Okay. He, he well, looks like he hasn't slept ever. Well, I'm going to tell you something that's going to tie everything together that we've spoken about. Mm. Is uh, Humphrey Bogart's famous kind of the way he spoke and stuff is because he had his top lip paralyzed by nerve gas in World War One. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, that nerve gas not only kills people, it makes stars. It's, so it's not it's, all bad. Yeah, that's, the, that's what the bumbling general down at the base is saying. Well, yeah, he's like, Here, put, hey. put a little of this on your gums, man. He'll yeah. be like Humphrey Bogart. Put the lie on your, and then put some lie on your on your hand. <laughs> I'm so over my head here. So if you think about it, so what's more important, the human lives or culture? Because when you're getting into it, like anthrax, really bad stuff, but it created the origin of cool. Yeah. So cool wasn't even a concept before that, and now our entire society is like, who's the coolest? Yeah. You know, that's, that's all that people care about. Who, yeah. Like I, I look at my on Facebook, my trending news stories will be like Kanye West finishes sandwich. Uh huh. And I'm like. Well, he's cool because this is clearly news of a human being eating a sandwich. I love my Facebook trending news, like the one that said... Uh, oh, God, I love it, too. What's name? Tom Welling discusses upcoming role on Supergirl. And the article was literally, I'd be willing to do it, but they haven't asked me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I even like the even more minutia stuff that'll yeah. be like, Amber Rose replies to a tweet. Oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Like, Kanye posts photo of... Yeah, Kim Kardashian on on Instagram, and you're like, oh no shit, his yeah. his wife, he put her on Instagram. There is a very strange Aurora Boris, Aurora Boris, Aurora Boris, yeah, where I clicked on something that was trending, and it was so mundane, and I thought, why is this trending? Okay, and every post about it 
in the trending post was people saying, why is this trending? So it was trending because of all the people wondering why it was trending. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. This whole episode's been Aurora Boros. Yeah. It's been really dark. So let's talk about our favorite new dead guys. Okay. Because we're just, I mean, it's just grim up let's here in the it. tower. Yeah. Let's talk into our, just, we're talking dead people. Oh, and if we're talking cool, I mean, t t in one week, we lost two of the coolest. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, David Bowie, God, yeah. formerly David Jones, and Alan Rickman, always Alan Rickman. Right. Two of the coolest voices that there's ever been. It's true. In each, each, uh, each a master in their craft, too. Yeah. I think Alan, like I'm, really top of the line. Like top of the top of the line. Yeah. Like it's kind of unbelievable. You want to talk about the origins of cool. How about David Bowie? Yeah. You're going, you're going for Elvis may have started it, but you want to talk about someone who perfected it? Yeah. God, I can't think of anyone cooler than David Bowie. And I, di I didn't realize how just culturally important he was because it seems so passe now. Right. But like all his cross-dressing stuff. Just everything. Like, his whole career. Yeah. Like he, that changed the world. And then and then he does that for a couple years and he's like, nope, now I'm a guy in a suit mm -hmm. making disco music. Mm -hmm. And then how, how the hell does a 50-year-old guy manage to uh, make industrial music and it doesn't suck. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if Mick Jagger in 1996 is like, Hey, Trent! I'm going to make some of those industrial sounds. Yeah. It'd be awful. Uh, yeah, I mean, even towards the end, this Black Star, uh, it's, it's... It's really it grown is, on me, too. It's it, brilliant. Has it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's I, nightmare music, but it is just brilliant artistically. Here's my problem with David Bowie, is I've always loved him. You know, I've always loved all his music, as far mm -hmm. back as I can remember. I remember hearing a Ground Control to Major Tom or whatever. What, yeah, what, what's Space it? Oddity. Space Oddity. I knew that wasn't the title. Yeah. I remember hearing that as a kid. And one of my biggest fears, um, and this is going into like thousands of fears, so it's not that special. I know. Every time I say one of my biggest fears. One of fears, my biggest fears. It must just be one of my human fears. Did you, you just said one of my biggest beers. And I don't want to uh, sidetrack us too much, but fig beer, maybe we're onto something. You mean just marketing wise, because we could yeah. do a little tongue twister thing. Yeah, fig one beer. of my biggest beer. One of my biggest fears is not running out of my biggest beer. beer. Wow. Yeah, that is good stuff. Nailed it. We're nailing it. We're the madmen right here. <laughs> yeah. So, I remember when I first heard that the the I was probably nine, and I just remember the whole idea of a man drifting away from his ship into outer space. I couldn't think of anything more terrifying. No, I still kind of I have nightmares about it. Um, of course, gravity was hard for me to watch. Yeah, me too. That's the next thing I thought of is when, when she's spinning in uh, the first time when she gets knocked off the ship, Yeah, which was constantly, everyone's getting knocked all over hell. It's like a pinball machine in space. Yeah. The first time Sandra Bullock gets knocked back and she's spinning Yeah. without any atmosphere, if she wouldn't have got grabbed, she would have spun forever, right? Forever. Yeah. And then, forever. Well, and George Clooney just floats away at the end. God. Remember he just floats away. He's still out there. Would you, what would you, would you just take your helmet off? What would you do? Man. Well, I think, he, think about it. I think he was running out of oxygen, so he probably had a fairly peaceful death with a very good view. How many? How long do, do those? How much oxygen was in that? Like an hour? Or wasn't we wasn't days? that a thing where he kept looking at his battery pack and he's like, "I'm almost out of battery, and then I'm going to be out of oxygen." I thought so. I don't remember. I've only seen it once. Would it be better just to take your helmet off? I don't know. That sounds very violent. But then your skin just freezes you'd and stuff. Freeze your head and would your, shatter. Or yeah, something. your blood vessels would like pop or something. But what? I think you'd just you'd just look at the earth and reflect on your life, and then you'd slowly like drift off. That wouldn't be so bad. If you okay, how about this? 
if you let a really big fart, could you propel yourself just barely in the right direction? Well, no, because your suit's airtight. So you just ruin. You're, you're, you're stuck you're, in there with fart forever. <laughs> you're just ruining. That's it. not how I want to die. You're ruining your atmosphere. Yeah. This is like like global warming. And maybe it's a suicide. It. Yeah, it would be. It would be your personal global warming. It would be cl- personal, yeah, hell. Yeah. Okay, that, that plans out the window. Yeah. I just think you now would Now, what just... about Superman 4? Yeah. Because that also has a cosmonaut floating off into space. Thankfully, Supes saves him. Is that one... Does Nuclear Man go to the moon and beat everyone up? No, I'm thinking of Superman 2 when Zod and everyone goes to the moon and kicks the shit out of everyone. Oh, is maybe it is. That? I don't remember. There's one... I know it's a cosmonaut. I'm pretty it's sure it's a Russian that... one, and like something happens, and he just like he gets propelled out into space, and then Superman chases after him and grabs him and brings him back. That might be Superman. Maybe four, because I, I, I know that that on the way to Earth from the Phantom Zone, Zod and the crew kick the shit out of a bunch of astronauts for some reason. Oh yeah, but I'm not sure. I don't know why, other than just like just to be bullies, just to be dicks. I yeah, guess. yeah. It's anyway. I don't want to get off. I was about to start talking about Zod, but yeah. I, don't, I don't want to get sidetracked yeah. on on general. No, Zod. The uh, the night the night before Bowie died, I went to karaoke night and uh, sang Ziggy Stardust, which is my best karaoke song. Um, what do you mean? Like you do the best performance? It no, you, I, no. I'm not saying I'm the best at doing it. It's your favorite song. I'm saying it's the best song I can do. Oh, you mean the most challenging song? No, I mean, it's the song that I sing at karaoke that ends up sounding the best. That's what I said the first time. No, I, I'm not saying I'm the best at it, okay. but, I, but it's my, that song's the... So if you're in a competition with just yourself, it's the, your best song. If, you would win if a competition. If, let's say I'm at karaoke night, I'm with my new girlfriend, and I'm always telling her how I love karaoke, and she's like, I want to see it. And I'm saying, uh, well, I'm thinking, well, I really like to sing Born to Run, but sometimes that sounds terrible. I see. I see where you're going. So I'm going to sing Ziggy Stardust because that's the song that is within my range and I can do a fairly decent Bowie impression with it. So you're going with the safest one. That's the safest one. You're taking the coward's road. Right. Well, it's a good song, too. (laughs) And it's fun. It's better than me doing... I I did Wrecking Ball once. It was a disaster. Okay. So this is... But anyway, so I did that. Um, I also sang Ace of Spades one night about a week before Lemmy died. Wait, you mean you you sang this this Ziggy Stardust before David? The Bowie night died. before, wow. and then the next day, and and then and then you sang Lemmy the week before he died. You sang yeah. Motorhead. Yeah. Wow, you're 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 dangerous with a microphone, man. I know. So watch out, Smash Mouth. Do you think there's people out there, crazy people, think that that did that exact thing and think they killed and David? actually think that? Yeah, there's like, my God, what have I done? No, absolutely. Or they thought they stepped on a sidewalk crack or something. I know being crazy sucks. Yeah. We should know. Um, but what I was getting at that I totally forgot and got sidetracked is I was talking with my buddy the other night about David Bowie, and he was saying, oh, man, I listened to the Labyrinth soundtrack. I haven't listened to that in years. And then I got thinking, of all my years listening to David Bowie, that's actually what I've listened to the most. <laughs> that's true, huh? I, I'm not joking. Yeah. I got the Labyrinth soundtrack when I was about 17 years old on yeah. CD continually for 20 years. Yeah. So that's, that's, is that something to be proud of or ashamed of? Because I know Ziggy Stardust, I know Hunky yeah. Dory is probably the one I know the best, aside yeah. from the Labyrinth soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting too, going, going back to his enduring power is he's like a freaky rock and roller in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And then he's like that disco dance fame man. I love that stuff. And then, uh, but then to children, he's 
children about our age, he's the Goblin King. <laughs> And I, I, I re-watched that after he died. It is amazing. I, yeah. I don't think there's anyone else that could play that role. He might be the yeah. only human that you could buy like, yeah, he's a goblin. He's definitely a goblin he's king. He's definitely yeah. the king of the goblins. And he's got that crazy Rod Stewart hair that I mentioned my dog Tugboat has. Yeah. Same exact style. Same attitude even. He kidnaps babies and gives people 13 hours to come get the baby. Yeah. Or the baby becomes a dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's all the puppies. Lots of puppies. Everywhere. Everywhere. Did you hear it just, I think this just came out a couple days ago that he auditioned. First of all, it's strange that he would have to audition. I know. Yeah. Hi, my name's David. I know. I would (laughs) You do the Wayne's World, we're not worthy thing. Yeah. And and you're talking about Elrond. So yeah, so he auditioned for Elrond in the Lord of the Rings movies. And that goddamn asshole, Peter Jackson, turned him down. Yeah, his his logic was it's a very famous and beloved character, and to take a famous and beloved character and then add a famous and beloved celebrity is a no brainer. <laughs> right, it's a no brainer. No, but he's saying no, that would be too weird. Why? And I don't know. Maybe it would. Like I never cared. First of all, look, Elrond is cool, but are there a lot of people reading the Lord of the Rings books and walking away with it and just going? Elrond. Well, and he's not fucking Gandalf or Frodo or Bilbo right. or Samwise. And or actually, even Aragorn. And they totally beefed up his part for the movies, too. So, right. So, I mean, they didn't have to do that. Yeah. And, I mean, the guy they got, the the, the Matrix guy, yeah. is he's that much better? He's he's good, I guess. And he was just more of an unknown, which is why he cast him. I, he, he had done, I guess he had PJ, done the Matrix, though. Oh, the biggest movie of the year yeah, prior? Like, yeah. yeah, he was like, he was hot but, shit right there. No, but they were probably filming it before the Matrix had come out. Because they came so? out, like, within a year of each other. That soon? Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a couple so. years, but like you know, who yeah. cares? Yeah, but um, in, but uh, David Bowie, huh? Turned down. What do you? Th- how do you think he? You think he went to the bar and was like, "I'm a failure." That's you when know? he actually wrote Black Star. People <laughs> thought it was about his his illness, but it was about how he wished he was in Rivendell. I know. Right now he's in heaven, just like no, you idiots. It has nothing to do yeah. with my death. Yeah. This is about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's clearly about Elrond. Iman is out there like, I do have a prepared statement for my late husband. I just, I wanted, he, it was important to him that this is clarified. That his, his he, last wish. He never recovered from being turned down for Elrond. They, we said cancer. He showed he, up to the audition with his own pointy ears from Labyrinth. That he surgically changed. <laughs> yeah. And, and and they said cancer, but but it's wrong. He died of a broken heart. It was heart. a broken. I mean, technically, it might have been cancer, but really, it was a broken heart. It was it was all downhill from two thousand. His his last words were. Hobbits. No, it was like, Oh, so he was always speaking in he Elvish. Was, he was in Elvish. Yeah, he, he was such a method actor. He learned Elvish. He learned to write it. Yeah. He even stopped speaking English for a couple of years, from what I heard. For a couple of years, yeah. That album, uh, they say it's never going to be released. They're going to do like the Wu-Tang thing where there's just one copy of it in Elvish. God, I would love that. Sing Space Oddity in Elvish. Imagine how amazing. He's like, okay, so the last thing I did is I recorded my greatest hits all in Elvish. All in Sindarin, yeah. Do not release this for 20 years. Yeah. The Sindarin, I thought that was the Mordor language. No, I think the two Elvish languages are Sindarin and Kenya, but I might be wrong. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the Mordor language is called like... Balragian. They call they refer to it as the black speech, but and, and yeah, we're not even supposed to talk about it, let alone speak in it, right? Yeah. yeah. What would happen if you recorded an entire 
uh, greatest hits album in a language you're not supposed to speak. That could end the world. I Voldemort, guess. I think. Yeah. Voldemort. I think comes. it makes Voldemort, Voldemort comes. Make like a Voldemort Sauron hybrid thing. No, now let's talk about speaking of Voldemort and dead singers. Oh, let's go right into to Alan Richman. Yeah. No. What? Okay. Oh, that makes more sense <laughs> actually. A, yeah, it's a no-brainer. I was talking about how uh, Voldemort's brother Joseph is going to play Michael Jackson in a movie. He's a white British man. Joseph finds. That's his brother. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Joseph and Rafe. Wow, that seems real obvious now that I look look at it from this point of view of reality. You mean the casting of him as Michael Jackson? Yes, definitely obvious. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm seriously totally I was looking fine at him and Here's I was like, thing. he kind of does have the facial structure. Here's the thing, though. They're not casting him to be, because he's so genetically similar, they're casting him to look like Michael Jackson did at that time. In 2001, yeah. he looked like a skinny white British guy. He did. I mean, he really did. And I was looking at the picture of Joseph Smith and was like, yeah, the chin's there, the cheekbones. Mm -hmm. Did I say Joseph Smith? Yeah, I was just going to let it happen. <laughs> I was like, wow, you were thinking of Ralph Fiennes while looking at a picture of Joseph Smith. I'm always Smith. just looking at a picture of Joseph just Smith while I listen to it. Off the Wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep it in the record sleeve. So when I pull the record out and put it on and Does... want to listen to whatever the song is that's on that. Now, this uh, Off the Wall, it's that like all night... Is oh it, yeah. Is it called Off the Wall? Oh, I don't know. It's, no, not all that long. You're, you're, oh, that, that's Lionel Richie. That's Lionel Richie, and that's a yeah. classic. Yeah. And uh, no, it's the uh, yeah, like the one that's at every single party <laughs> I've ever been to ever. Literally every party there's ever been has had that song. I'm I don't like that song. You don't really? I'm just sick of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all night, all long, night, long, all night, all night, and then four guys in what in in suits all night. All night. All night long. All night. God, I would kill for a David Bowie version of that song. I love Lionel Richie. Huh. Now, have you heard the plot for this this Michael Jackson movie? It's him and Elizabeth Taylor escaping 9-11? Is this even for no, real? No, it's, no, it's a true... From what I've read, this is a true story. I don't know if that... if it Obviously, they're going to probably make it bonkers, but... Elizabeth Taylor, Michael Jackson, and I think it was someone else. It was some. It was like like Marlon Brando, maybe it was, something yeah, like it was that. Someone crazy. But is this a real movie or is this like a Sharknado thing? I no, I think it's real. Supposedly, I, I read a quick blurb about this. They were in New York when 9/11 happened, and the three of them decided to rent a car and drive to like North Dakota or something, something crazy. And so it's a road trip movie. Oh, it's a comedy. With Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor. It was Marlon Brando. Who's the third person? Okay, Elizabeth Taylor. No, that's that Elizabeth, sounds... Michael, and Marlon. A road trip. They rent a car to get out of New York City. So this is going to be like some surreal weirdo movie. This isn't like a I'm hoping... biopic. No, I, I want, yeah, I want this to be like a Wes Anderson movie, maybe. I think that's... It might, that might not be weird enough. He's a little too quirky and not quite avant-garde enough. We need someone weird. Let's talk. Let's talk about Voldemort. Yeah, let's take his uh, his other ally that turns out to not be his ally. Yeah, uh, Snape Severus Snape, Severus played by Alan Snape, Rickman. Alan Rickman or Hans Gruber, as I know him, mainly. Yeah, or he, uh, he was a childhood staple of mine as the greatest uh, guy that's ever fallen out of a building. Well, I know him as Bill Clay. <laughs> oh god you're one of them dude i have always loved when he becomes bill clay yeah his transformation from hans gruber to bill clay yeah. i it's god that could 
just that film, just Die Hard, could be the only thing he'd ever done, and it, he would be yeah. the greatest actor that ever. Oh, and he's, he's just be, he became the archetypal, archetypical, mm. like action movie villain. Like everyone since then is based on that. Oh man, he's so good. I love Die Hard so much, and he, I, I one of his his, I, I don't, I don't, I won't say lesser known, but more niche roles is I love him in Galaxy Quest. As the washed up kind of, uh, I yeah. Now I have not seen that movie since I first saw it in the theaters. Well, by and it just yeah, it comes up all the time in pop culture discussion. It's amazing. were, were by, you gonna say by Grab Thar's hammer? Yeah, I will avenge thee. I will watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, but you should. It's yeah, it's it really holds up well, and he, he's really great in it. But I mean, he's in the bad. He's the sheriff of Nottingham and Prince of Thieves. Oh boy, which I haven't I'm... seen since it was the best. It was in my junior high yearbook as the best movie of the year, voted on by the students of yeah, the school. Yeah, no, I, Prince of Thieves. I loved that movie. Even you as did. a kid, I knew that um, Kevin Costner was awful, but I still loved that movie. Wait, what are you talking about? Awful, man! I loved Kevin Costner. I, I like, I like Waterworld. No. I like, I just like Kevin Costner's accent that only. He, he pronounces like four words in the whole movie in a vaguely British way, and the rest of the time he's just being Midwestern boy. In which movie? In Robin Hood. He Does doesn't. He? he doesn't even try. No, he sometimes tries. So he's going around like, we'll rob the sheriff and take back our lands, and if we don't, they'll stretch our necks uh, until we're dead. <laughs> Maybe that's how Robin Hood spoke. You don't know. Alan Rickman is such a ham in that movie that is it's he? brilliant. He is going... You can tell he's doing it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Just like, okay, this is kind of a weak script and Kevin Costner sucks. I'm going balls out. Nice. When he's like... He walks past these two women. And he's like, you! Be in my room at 11.30. You! 11.45. Bring a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and cancel Christmas! He literally says cancel Christmas. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because he's so angry. Long. Yeah. So most of our listeners, or not our younger listeners, I should say, are, know him as as uh, Severus Snape. And you want to talk about hamming it up, man? He goes full ham in all the Harry Potter movies. It's uh, he is just. I mean, like when you go to that those kind of extremes, it, it makes it really easy for people to imitate you. Yeah, you know, like like people. Everyone does Christopher Walken. Yeah, everyone or, does Christopher Walken. Yeah. Everybody, like a lot of people do do Snape. Do Alan Rickman is Snape because it's so. He has these long pauses. Yeah. And just. Oh man. How. How. Oh, I know that's that's <laughs> the best. Yeah. Now I have a machine gun. How <laughs> how how. Paranoid Android. Mm -hmm. As great as that uh, little round-headed thing. Uh, so yeah, see what the greats we lost. That's a bummer, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, I guess it's because you see people that just like, you know, there, there's, look at like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Yeah. He's still chugging along and he looks terrible. He looks yeah. like Jerry Seinfeld's dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? He does. He dresses oh kind of like him too. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, he's going to live forever. He's going to be 115. And then you look at David Bowie. Who I've literally never seen a seventy-year-old that looks as good as him. Yeah, like seventy-year-olds look like Jerry Seinfeld's dad on the show. Right. They don't look like this skinny, cool guy hasn't lost a single hair on his head. Yeah. Has, you know, he doesn't even. He just looks incredible. Yeah. 
And he just, I think that's been the rug being pulled from under our feet is like yeah. him and Alan Rickman. I had no idea either either of them were sick. They just bam, bam, gone. Yeah, yeah. And that's life, man. And then you look at Brian Wilson and you think, chubby little loser. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even bring that up, man. Yeah, do yourself that's a favor. little fat man. <laughs> chubby little loser. Do yourself a favor and look up... Uh, David Bowie on X. No, what was it called? Was it Extras? Extras, yeah. Yeah, the the, yeah. the British show, but with Ricky Gervais. God, just his scene with Ricky Gervais. It's right there. That that solidifies his legacy, yeah. in my opinion. I I couldn't couldn't even believe how funny that was. Yeah, <laughs> and he's acting so well. Yeah. I was saying this to you in a text, like when in that scene you see the gears turning behind his eyes, like mm-hmm. in character. That's it's true. So and, good. and he's acting while playing the piano and stuff. He's yeah. like like tinkling around, trying different things. Yeah. It's it's pretty incredible, yeah. actually. Yeah. And comedic and perfect. Well, let's move on to a happier distraction from these horrible things, and that's sports. Right. Uh I think I had a back spasm recently. Really? Yeah. Did I was it... I was standing at the store trying to decide which kind of pickle to buy, mm-hmm. which takes a long time for me because I wanted to try something new, Wait but I was price conscious. Are you, do you, do you get those like craft pickles, like hipster pickles are we talking about? Or are you, are you just going with like the, the standard brand? Honestly, almost every time I've bought in those $12 jars of pickles, I'm disappointed. I know. I bought, I bought like a $10 jar of pickles in San Diego when I lived there yeah. and I was all pumped. The, the label was all cool and and old fashioned, and it was just gar- it was yeah. just mush. Nice papery label. Like, yeah. Have you been to that store down the street from your house? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like open, like it doesn't have walls, so it's like you're going like into a garage and it's oh, got yeah, all this yeah, fresh yeah. fruit oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's it's uh. Okay. But it just seems like it seems like something that in a rom com that's where they meet buying their produce is there. Like the girl's looking at flowers and he's looking Yeah, and they always at got pickles. flowers. He's looking at pickles. They have a whole wall with pickles I ain't even never heard of. Mm-hmm. And then are 13, 12 dollars a jar. Really? Oh yeah. But garbage. Have you tried a few of them then? I've tried a couple of them and then I, I went there and got a sandwich because I walked in and I was like, oh this is great. It was this rainy day and there's no doors or there's no walls so the rain's coming down. And so, I read the sandwich description. It sounds so good. Like, like it doesn't just say turkey with brie and avocado. It's like you know, like Chutney Farms turkey. Yeah, yeah. With uh, I don't know, I don't know what words are. With, yeah. But anyway, it was a garbage sandwich. I should have just had Subway. <laughs> it was awful. It was like nine bucks, <laughs> and it sounded so good. And then I ate it. It was like, nope, this is shit. <laughs> so, so the bad pickles. What is it usually? They're mushy, right? They're usually mushy. They're mushy. They don't have as much. Fl- you think those artisanal pickles are going to be packed with flavor? Right. But no, they're just kind of bland. They don't really have flavor. They don't have the crunch. Okay. And no, uh, you know, vaguely old-timey label design can help that. That's true. No, no font can save a pickle. Yeah. But anyway, I think I suffered a back spasm in the pickle aisle at the Smiths. What did it feel like? Wait, wait. Hang on. <laughs> I, 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 bro- I went past that too fast. No font can save a pickle. <laughs> yeah. Let's write true. that down. All right. Let me just open up my file t-shirt ideas. <laughs> no font can save a pickle. But yeah, it just happened. Like my whole back, I'm just standing by my nose as and suddenly, just like we thought, it was like, ah! Wow. Sorry, there's a red line. I know, that back. even hurt my ears. Yeah. I, yeah. I felt that back. But it did. It felt like my entire back was being manipulated by invisible forces. And it went away. It only lasted like at most two seconds. But it was excruciating. 
So this is what's been happening to to sports basketball players for weeks on end is that feeling. Yeah. So Derek Favors, are the Utah Jazz is arguably best player. I yeah. would say best player. I'd say best player. Who too. missed? What did he end up missing? 16, 17 games with yeah. back spasms. It was weeks. And I texted with back you. Back spasms. I think I texted you about how I just had a back spasm, and you said, "Well, great. You get a month off work." <laughs> you do. Just tell, tell your boss, go. and they'll yeah. say, "Okay, I'll see you in April." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's. Like, we got a huge response from our first episode, a lot of emails and stuff, but no one addressed the back spasms, did they? Or did you peruse all the emails? Uh, no, no one's addressed the back spasms. So that's... Uh, someone did address Michael Jordan, so we'll get to that. Okay, but... good. But yeah, we, we'd never found it. So I guess we answered our own question. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do it myself. If you want to find out what a back spasm is like, you got to do it yourself. you got to go just, have one. Just get one. Yeah. What do, you, uh, what do you think caused that? Was it was it a long hike to this sandwich shop or this pickle aisle? Um, I mean, I'm pretty much inert in general. Right. So it could have just had something to do with sitting down all day and then standing up. So it's just like one of Newton's laws in effect, basically. An object that stays in motion. Oh, sure. That kind of stuff. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. If you're not yeah. in motion, yeah, and like then a... suddenly you're in motion, like, well, that's going to wreak havoc physics-wise on your body. Yeah, I think it was that. Like, maybe I'd had a particularly stationary day at my desk where I didn't, like, get up and walk around like I normally do. And maybe I was sitting weird, and that's what I'm hoping anyway. I know. Or it could have just been the universe helping me with the podcast. That's right. That's how I like to look at it. Um, you went to the Utah Jazz game recently, right? I got really good tickets, and I'm not—I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it's—it's it's like Kramer. I just fall ass backwards <laughs> into this type of stuff. Yeah, I'm like, oh, sure, I'll sit on the 14th row, right behind the basket. Yeah, for nice. free because I'm such a swell guy. Yeah, it was—I got a perfect like post no no back spasm wise. I got a, the the perfect photo of Derek Favors, sans back spasms, slam dunking it. I caught the perfect moment. I might, yeah. I'll post you can see that on uh, Instagram, World Champion Pod. That's it. Yeah. It sounded like you abruptly stopped, but you stopped at the perfect moment. Yeah, World Champion Pod is our Instagram handle. Uh, I don't think World Champion Podcast was taken, but it wouldn't let me register it. Yeah, there's some kind of there's, like uh, horse some, shit going on. Yeah. So it's World Champion Pod. Um, how far would you go uh, to win something if it involved potentially humiliating yourself? That's a tough question. I'm basically, I'm asking, what would you do for a Klondike bar in a longer form? Like, well, I mean, it's it's kind of a trick question because I probably will humiliate myself regardless, right? And that's yeah, that's the thing. Like, I have no dignity, but I'm not yeah. going to force it. Like in my head, I'm like, oh god, that, I wouldn't do anything that would humiliate me. And then I think pretty much everything I do in public, I I regret later. Yeah. So I would say anything. I okay. would do anything. Maybe. Okay. Uh, my brother and this, uh, Oh God, I don't know if I do this. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're about to talk about. So this is actually happening tonight. By the time you hear this, uh, oh, nice. it's happening tonight, uh, on Friday, February 5th. So there's a contest with the Utah jazz. My brother, Mike is a huge jazz fan, mm -hmm. huge jazz fan has been his whole life. So entered a contest for a chance. You and nine of your friends get to spend the night in the arena. You, they lay out cots on the floor. You get to just play basketball on this the court. Like the ultimate sleepover. Yeah, man. you ultimate get to play. Slumber party. I think that's what it's called. It's called the ultimate slumber party. I think it's party? the ultimate slumber party brought to you by Sprite. Um, well, just that's, that's that's actually what slumber parties are. Think about every <laughs> oh, yeah. slumber party. Is there never not a Sprite there? There's always Sprite. That's true. There's always Sprite. Always Sprite. Uh, you get to play Xbox on the jumbotron. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, then the next day, you get to stay and watch practice. 
and then come back to the game that night and watch the game from a suite with like a catered this meal. is quite this is yeah. a 24 hour deal yeah so he's one of the 10 finalists to win that he's already by being one of the 10 finalists he has won a year's supply of coca-cola oh man and uh, just it, wait so what does that mean like one bottle every friday it's a it's it adds up it's like it's not quite a year's worth you only get like 360 coca-cola cans Oh, so, so it's you, something like a case uh, every, or it's like 30 cases or something. Do they give them to you all at once? I don't know. Or is he going to have to drive somewhere every week to get 36 Coke? God, Maybe I, that's I know it, who yeah. to hit up for Cokes then. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Give me some Cokes. Let's get him. Well, you know what we need to do is get him on the show after this thing happens oh, to God, discuss the experience. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's enough Cokes that you can have one every day, not counting five days. I guess the high holy holidays, you don't get to have a Coke. But Well, it's 40 days and 40 nights of no Coke. Yeah. It's Lent. Yeah, Lent. Uh, but so what he has to do is at halftime at tonight's game, him and the other 10, they have to go compete in something. Now, if you've ever been to a sports game, these things can get kind of hairy. And he's going to have to put on what I'm sure will be an oversized Sprite t-shirt. Right. Uh, he's probably going to be escorted to the court by a Utah jazz dancer. Mm -hmm. uh, Alan Handy, who's like the local man's Guy Fieri. <laughs> Dude, we make fun of him at every game. Yeah. We make fun of him at B's games, too. Yeah. I, I'm convinced that he wears a hat with a hair sewn into the hat. Maybe he does. Like, he, like he just got, he's, he's got this... Anyway. Like, picture... For those listening, picture... Guy Fieri and the singer of Nickelback as one guy. His job is basically just at the local sporting events. He might be a DJ, too. Is he still a DJ? I don't know if he's a DJ, but he definitely... He was a he, DJ he was, at one Yeah, point. he's in yeah. That, that industry. Yeah. But he, he looks like if you took... Let, let's pretend the end of the Michael Jackson black or white video. When they're morphing <laughs> one to another, like it, you see Guy Fieri go, It's black! And then he morphs into the singer of Nickelback going, it's, he's white, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then it's the middle, right in the middle. Right in that middle. Just he pauses it just right. Pause the VCR, because you recorded this off TV when you were a kid, when it was aired, and you pause it right there, you've got this guy. Yeah. And he's wearing like a poofy leather bomber jacket, <laughs> paint like airbrushed in the Utah jazz colors. And then he's got this bleach sort of mullety thing. <laughs> and you know, he's got the whole DJ stick, like, all right, uh... So, who do you vote for? Is it contestant B, contestant C, or contestant D? Yeah. And he's just... So, So Alan Handy's going to be there. He has no idea what the competition is. It's going to be like musical chairs, or maybe you wrap yourself in duct tape and have to roll around in money, or maybe like a potato sack race. Right. It's going to be something in a very brightly lit arena in front of potentially 19,000 people. Now, that's very optimistic. I doubt the game will sell out. But that's still a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm just picturing in front of my head. nineteen people, I would be nervous. Yeah. And I, I'm just picturing in my head, like, imagining myself doing it. He called me uh, with an emergency saying, do I do this or not? And I said, absolutely not. Well, here's the thing. If this goes horribly wrong, this is not just 19,000 people. This will be picked up by Sports Center. This will go viral on oh, Facebook. Oh, like if he barfs? Yeah, like if he slips and falls down right on his face oh, and man. the, the like... potato sack and, like... Sports he, Center's year-end jeers of the yeah, year. Or yeah, or he like jumps up to slam dunk it and his pants fall down or something. He's gonna do something to like ruin the game, the team. So he'll slip. <laughs> oh, so he'll be and then like run right into Favors' back. So he'll be like, what's his name, Bartman? For, yeah, for the Cubs, like Bartman, something like that. Like where where you literally have to move out of the town because you're so hated. Yeah, he's gonna drop his sprite accidentally 
and then Favors is going to slip on it. And and it'll it'll tear, like his entire leg will bend backwards. Yeah. Like it'll be a career-ending injury Yeah. for Derek Favors, yeah. who from, from now on has to use a cane. Yeah, career-ending, lifestyle-changing. And it'll be, oh, it'll, man. it'll just be, yeah, it'll be in highlight films, of, you know, it'll be in those, those like documentaries yeah. that are done by ESPN. Now, Steve Bartman in Chicago had to change his name and move. Uh, people might not realize this because the Utah Jazz are a small market team. They're kind of a joke uh, to people outside of Utah. They have a reputation as having the most vicious, violent, uh, horrible, rude, disgusting fans right. in the entire NBA. Yeah. Ask any player... And they'll say that. Right. They're like, I cannot believe the things those Utah people are saying. So it's going to be really bad when my brother accidentally kills Derek Favors. I know. I know. Rest in peace. God rest his soul. I'm glad I saw his final slam dunk. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice. Because we're going to be at his wake in about about six hours. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's happening. We'll report back. Is he doing it? He's doing it. it. He is doing it. Yeah, and he's not going to know what the competition is until he's there. And I'm just picturing, like, what a blur it's going to be. Like, they're going to give you some quick instructions. You're going to be like, okay, okay. And then the, it's like, three, two, one, you're on. And, and then and it's it, like jumping out of an airplane. No, like, it'll be like this out-of-body experience. No, exactly. You're probably going to walk out, and it's like... The lights are going to be blinding. It's going to be so hot. You you're seeing know, weird faces looking at you. You probably won't even know who you are. You'll have this, like, thing yeah. where you're like, who am, what am I doing? Who am I? Yeah. Like, what is the meaning of life? And then he has to, like... Take a balloon, and then him and some other guy have to hold the balloon between their chests without, without popping, popping it, it and run an obstacle course or something. God, I've never thought about how surreal that actually must be. Yeah, that's God bless him. Well, well I'm I'm excited to see how this turns out. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, in other sports, in more important sports, uh, we lost a sports figure recently, Francesca. Oh. Now this one, it probably hit me the hardest of all of them. Francesca is the trombone played by, uh, who plays trombone? It's not Kofi, it's... It's Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, uh, the New Day uh, triumvirate in WWE. Xavier Woods plays a trombone. Chris Jericho, bully, world-class bully. I think it goes past bully. This goes into, like, sociopath. They were having a little wrestling match. They were wrestling around. Mm Mm-hmm. The New Day come out with this trombone and play it. It's kind of their trademark for the last three months. Yeah. <laughs> and during the match, Chris Jericho on the side grabbed Francesca and broke it over his knee, right in front of right in front of Xavier Woods' eyes, and he just screams "Why?" Which I was screaming. It really was. I was it, screaming "Why?" Too. I, yeah. We were all screaming "Why?" Yeah. And yeah. Oh man, it was it was hard to watch. It was like one of those, you know, it was like something on Tosh.0 where someone breaks their leg. It's the same kind of like, oh. And I just keep picturing Jericho's grimace when he did that. And just, it's horrifying. I'm having, yeah, I'm having PTSD about it. Yeah. But I got a memorial shirt. I just picked it up. <laughs> you did, yes. It's a black shirt with a white silhouette of a trombone. And it says Franz, Francesca, 2015 to 2016. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm waiting for that to come in the mail. It's They, had, they held a funeral for the trombone. So I got a little bit of closure. And Big E, God, Big E at that funeral, he was just he he was just his his sermon was incredible. It really was. It was it's, moving. Yeah. It's like when Han Solo died, pretty much. Yeah. Um now they, they won their tag match in the Rumble. Uh Kofi 
eventually got eliminated from the Royal Rumble Rumble itself. Yeah, so let's talk about the Royal Rumble. And and for those that don't know, (laughs) I'm sure you're fascinated. Right. If you don't already know this, you're on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Royal Rumble is one of the WWE's biggest annual events. It's a match where every minute and a half a new competitor enters. 30 competitors total. To be eliminated, you have to be tossed over the top rope and then both feet hit the ground. Right. Yeah, and, and then and the winner becomes, in this case, the winner got the championship. And this is the first time ever. The winner gets the, the heavyweight championship. Yeah, belt, and typically that's... they just get a title shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but this is an atypical, atypical year being yeah. that everybody is injured. Every single person that wrestles. Mm-hmm. So this is a fun one. I really like this one because... One of my favorite things is the reveal, is when they first come out. Like, I could watch maybe a full episode of Raw that's three hours of people just coming out and saying stuff. Yeah. They don't even have to wrestle. Yeah. (laughs) So in this one, you get wrestling, but you also get, every 90 seconds, like, a a surprise. Who's this? Who's the next one? So there's always maybe someone new that you didn't expect. Maybe someone coming back from a long injury. Mm -hmm. Maybe always a couple old guys that you haven't seen since the 80s. Right. Yeah. And this was a strange one. The, the, the thing about this Royal Rumble I found really puzzling is this is the first time ever it's for the belt. And so this yeah. should have brought everyone out of the woodwork. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. You should have, you know, you, you, you should have seen guys from the eighties running out to get this belt. Yeah. But it, it seemed to, to only draw new people. I was kind of surprised how young the roster was. Yeah. It brought in a lot of noobs, mm-hmm. kind of like uh minor league guys. Yeah. So I guess that Best was exciting. Yeah. If you're really following wrestling close, this is really exciting uh royal rumble because you got the debut of a bunch of kind of minor league stars Mm -hmm. the big one being aj styles who's who's a apparently a huge deal i don't know a lot about him well he's a 37 year old rookie right and that's always wonderful he's like a satchel page yeah that's the really bizarre thing about wrestling is that because it it's like one of those things like stand-up comedy where you have to work in the independent circuits and go perform in front of three people it's a lot like podcasting, too. There, there's something kind of beautiful about paying your dues, though. Yeah, and you, this guy has been paying his dues for 20 years and has had a lot of success in Japan and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, then and now he's 37 and is considered, like, the new guy. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I was thinking about, was it the last WrestleMania? Which is the one that, that, that Daniel Bryan, maybe it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Or Daniel Bryan. And I remember them showing some montage of Daniel Bryan's rise from, like, guy with no beard and short hair. To guy yeah. with long caveman beard and caveman <laughs> hair. Yeah. And it was playing this, like, Philip Phillips, like, well, you know how every song in the last three years has just been, oh, 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 oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like this kind of yeah. vaguely Coldplay-esque. It's like Coldplay meets Paul Simon's Graceland right. meets Arcade Fire, Maybe, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, and that's, like, every single song on the radio, and especially, you watch commercials nowadays. Every yeah. commercial's like, oh, you're in a Ford Focus. Uh, ding, 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 oh. African drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chimes, quirky chimes. Auto-tuned guy. And so I was watching the Daniel Bryan rise. of Like, it shows his whole rise. And I was, like, on the verge of tears. Like, I was getting choked up. And that's, like, he paid his dues. Yeah. Even though he kind of, I mean, WWE-wise, he paid his dues, I guess. I don't yeah. know a lot about his entire history, but... I paid his dues. He paid his dues. Yeah. And being pay- a little guy in tidy whities The thing I love about wrestling, paying your dues just means growing your hair out. It pretty and, much, And growing yeah. out a big, gross beard. And getting better quality tights. Yeah. getting Because getting... it's true that the guys that are in the process of paying their dues are wearing sort of baggy panties. <laughs> or, or an old-timey <laughs> bathing suit. 
<laughs> when is Luke then, Harper gonna get get a get some tights? In? Yeah, yeah. With his gross carpenter pants. And oh, his stain, filthy pants and stained undershirt. Beater. Yeah, they're disgusting. But it is like Daniel Bryan. He got like legit uh, tights that looked expensive, and, and that's then, when he started getting successful and grew his hair. And then you look at AJ Styles this year at the Royal Rumble, and he came out fully realized. He mm-hmm. didn't look like some rookie. He looked cool. Mm-hmm. Like. He he has a huge AJ tattoo on the side of his body in Old English, which yeah. I've always been fascinated with people that get their own name tattooed on them. I've always <laughs> thought that was the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. Can you imagine just getting Brighton across your chest? Just well, I know. Uh, no, the one tattoo I have is a B for Brighton. Oh, my God. You, you cocky son of a <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah. So you know exactly what that feels like. Yeah. But, I, but I, think, I think I should take it up a notch and get Brighton on my chest. No, not even just a B, an old English B that's yeah. like two feet tall. It's like, oh, what does the B stand for? Your kid? No, it stands for Brighton. That's for me. Brighton. I'm me, Brighton. Yeah. the greatest of all time. Yeah, world champion podcast, Brighton. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we got D's paying Kofi Kingston, the member of the uh, the New Day that was in the Royal Rumble. I, I, were they all in it? Were, was no, D, it was just Kofi. Was it just Kofi? Yeah. He. This is the bullshit thing about it. So he last year he got thrown out of the ring. But he landed on, I don't even remember how he did this, but he landed on his hands and then he walked on his hands back to the stairs and had his feet land on the stairs. Yeah. So that avoided disqualification. Yeah. His feet didn't actually touch the ground. This year, he got thrown out and then he landed on Biggie's shoulders. Yeah. And he, he walked around with him on his and shoulders. And they carried him around. He carried him around. And this was amazing. Yeah. And the they didn't even show his elimination. Yeah. So, so in the meantime... Um, the League of Nations comes and pulls Roman Reigns, the big doofus, out of the ring, and, and like, you know, Vince McMahon has them jump him. Yeah. Which seems like it would be disqualification kind of stuff. Yeah. But apparently, you can literally, like, beat someone up during a match. Yeah, and send them to the hospital. Send them to the hospital. Yeah. And that doesn't, they don't stop it. The police don't come out. They don't say, whoa, 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 whoa. But yeah, so they do that. And dur- and since they were focusing on goofy Roman Reigns, they missed Kofi Kingston's elimination. So I didn't even see it. I was pissed. They showed yeah. it like eight minutes later or something. Yeah, like some like you know. Um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, at my work, I hate it where I I show up on Monday, and uh, I'm just at my desk trying to do my marketing work, and then suddenly the boss comes out, all full of swagger. <laughs> He's playing his boombox. <laughs> And he's like, Sam Brighton, <laughs> you listen here. I am going to fire the hell out of you unless you can beat me in a speed of strength. I love. I trying love, so hard to. I don't know why he doesn't just fire me. I, I love the idea of the company trying to def, like get rid of the employee. That yeah. is, that is what's amazing about wrestling. Yeah, is there for week after week they're coming out and saying how Roman Reigns will never be champion. Yeah, and he should just give up. Yeah, and I just think, why did they hire him? Yeah, if you're not gonna help me succeed and become champ, it should be the opposite. And what is funny is they've never given a reason that they hate Roman Reigns so much. Really? Not that I know of. If is you it... know, right in. Oh yeah, but... T- tell us why Vince McMahon hates Roman Reigns. Yeah, why he hates his own employee and yet won't fire him. And yet keeps giving him headlining matches at all their biggest events. Yeah, there's a lot of self-hatred. Like, I hate you so much. I want you out of the company. So at the next pay-per-view, you're going to fight for the championship. Yeah, that, I love that idea. Man. Now, okay. 
I had been enjoying WWE, but now I realize that it sucks. It's lame mm-hmm. because it is not Lucha Underground. Oh my God. I'm glad you brought this up. I was going to force this issue into the podcast if you didn't bring it up. So a couple nights ago was the season premiere of season two of Lucha Underground. Yeah. And, and this is... So what is the deal with this? So Robert, is it Robert Rodriguez, uh, the director? Is that his name? I so think... it's, it's produced by uh, Robert Rodriguez, the horror film director. Yeah, he made, he made Death Proof. And, and uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Or I guess it was Planet Terror. Mariachi, Spy Kids. Yeah, so, so yeah, his start was in Spy Kids. Sin City. Yeah, so he's kind of this stylish, he likes pulpy kind of B-movies. He likes yeah. all, And he started this, this television well, the other No, the other producer is Mark Burnett, the creator of Survivor. Really? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Wow, and 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 this is on the El Rey Network, which is which maybe is, is that? the I greatest television station ever. I started following it. Oh my god! At Christmas, they do a kaiju <coughs> marathon. So they do show Godzilla movies at Christmas. Huh? They have kung fu movies all the time. They have uh, luchador wrestling, and then just randomly the other night it was like a Friday night, and I was like, I wonder what's on El Rey. I don't have it, but I looked it up. Yeah, it was playing Swamp Thing. <laughs> nice, the movie. Another so classic. How do you even get it? Is it part of your standard cable package? Yeah, I think it, it's it's definitely a, in in cable. You can get it on satellite and cable. I okay. I don't know if it's the standard one or if you have like I have I don't I refuse to pay yeah. for cable or get cable. That made it sound like I steal it. I don't right. have, I, yeah. I don't have cable. You don't have wires. I refuse to pay for it, <laughs> but I sure do love it. No, I sure I, do like watching the Food Network. I just I've had this stance for for decades. I will not pay for cable. Yeah, and I so I, I looked it up because I want to you know you want to watch it. Luckily, they have El Rey has a really kind of loose uh, relationship with what, how how do I put this? They don't they don't take down stuff on YouTube very quickly. Yeah, so, so you can watch a lot. So of you can stuff watch on a YouTube. lot of their stuff on YouTube, yeah. and that's for me just a smart move because it's gonna let's make it difficult for people to see this product we're trying to make popular. Yeah, uh, maybe we should just make it easy to see, and then everyone will you know it's. God, it's like the problem with every with sports is like this too. Yeah. Let's make it as difficult as possible to watch the sports team that you like locally. That's in your own city. That's in your own city. Let's yeah. let's make it impossible. But yeah, so it's on the El Rey Network, season one. You know, if you know any, like if you're even have an inkling into the wrestling world, you start hearing rumblings about how great this is, right? Yeah, and so here's the thing. So there's tons of small wrestling television programs of promotions throughout the country. WWE, of course, is the Coca-Cola mm-hmm. Disney of it. Right. But WWE is embarrassed, it seems, to be in the wrestling industry. So they changed their name. I think WWE now stands for Worldwide Entertainment. Wrestling is not even in the word? I don't think so. Title? And they're not called wrestlers. They're called superstars and divas. They're not wrestlers. They're sports entertainers. Oh, that's right. And they even have a disclaimer. Well, I can see the point of the disclaimer, uh, which I noticed before the Royal Rumble is... The actors portraying the... No, it's like these characters are fictional and do not reflect the views of the actors portraying them, which is probably because these poor wrestlers get death threats all the time from Maniac fans. Oh, God. Can I, you even I, imagine? I can't... Like, I, would be, I don't know how you would even do it. Yeah. I mean, follow any, follow any of the ladies on Instagram and read the comments if you want to just go walk into the anthrax factory. If you and, just never, you want to give up on humanity. Yeah. It's the darkest corners of, of human brains. Yeah. Just vomiting vile towards them. Yeah. Bile, I mean. Vile, 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 vile. Type that up for t-shirt or, or idea. Vile, vile, vile. 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 V
God, we are in the wrong business. We just need to become We're going to be admin. Yeah. We really got a knack for this. <laughs> We're nailing it. So that WWE's trying to distance itself from the wrestling concept. And they're, you know, the first to admit, no, it's it's stay I mean they're the athletic performances are real, but it is staged. The results are predetermined, all that. Mm-hmm. Lucha Underground is like going full bore. It's full kayfabe. Yeah, kayfabe is the term for pretending that it's real. So it's it's not like the stupid wrestling that you might if you're skeptical about wrestling, this is more like a television show that has wrestling on it. Mm-hmm. And if you can let go and just buy into it, it is awesome. Yeah. So instead of the the live sports thing, like in between matches, instead of just like a reporter interviewing the wrestler and him saying stuff, they have fully produced spots of like, like a like a Mexican soap opera. Like yeah, it's like a soap opera, like yeah. behind the scenes. And this all takes place in this kind of ancient Aztec temple uh-huh. in the middle of Los Angeles somewhere in East LA, East LA, Boyle Heights. And it's got kind of magical powers or something. They have they have art, very Raiders of the Lost Ark esque artifacts. And yeah, things. and there's some sort of ancient treaty yeah. between various warriors. Right, Prince Puma being. The, oh yeah. Oh, and okay. Let's just get and, to this. And the wrestlers are so cool. This, the roster here is bonkers. Yeah, just bonkers. So me- re- Mexican wrestling, you might be familiar with Nacho Libre, mm-hmm. where they wear the masks and have these very outsized personas. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the wrestlers are those masked guys. Some of them are uh, Americans and just are Japanese, like people from all over. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about some of them. There is a dragon. Okay, th- there's a dragon that's evolved into a man. An like an actual dragon. Like he and, and this is pretty good special effects. He looks like a lizard. Yeah, he's, he's a lizard man. Yeah. The 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 best is so so we watched Ultima Lucha, which is their version of kind of the WrestleMania. It's their big end of the season event. Yeah, season finale kind of thing. And so yeah. and so, what what was the guy that looked like Spider Man twenty ninety nine? He's a spaceship who, is, so, and who this, takes human form. And this is the, that's what I was gonna say. This sums it up in one amazing thing. At the end of the season, he walked outside. And then he took off like a rocket. Yes. His like feet turned into fire and he flew up in the air. Well, that's I, after the dragon flew away. Yeah. And, and, I, and I looked that up and I was like, <clears throat> what is up with this dude? A spaceship that's turned into a human. Like a UFO that's evolved into a man to wrestle. Which these aliens just got some wrong information about the best way to kind of contact her. <laughs> yeah. Go wrestle a dragon. Like, well, I guess we've got to wrestle. Is to, to, to get in good with these humans. Yeah. That, and there's... Uh, Vampiro, who comes out as this black metal pope in, in, in Ultima Lucha. Yeah. A, a pope with an inverted cross and that black metal face paint. With, and a giant pope hat. And a giant and, pope and hat. And like robes, yeah. And he was, oh, that match was gnarly. And, and this is where we get into the, the Robert Rodriguez kind of movie, horror movie FX. Because I could not tell what was real and what was an illusion. Yeah. You know, this this. this like he who who is Vampiro fighting? It was uh, uh, Octa- Pen- oh Pentagon Pentagon Junior Pentagon Junior Pentagon Junior who's this kind of satanic looking guy, and their fight is brutal. They're they're dumping bags of thumbtacks onto the mat. They're they're getting slammed through through windows, throwing light bulbs at each other, throwing light, hitting each other with fluorescent light bulbs, and there's just blood everywhere. And I could not figure out is it looked real. I think it might have been real. It could have been. And Vampiro yeah. seems like a nut. Yeah. He seems unstable. And so I was like, yeah, of course he'd let someone body slam him onto a pile of thumbtacks. Yeah. You know, if you're, if like, he seems like he's like the uh, Mickey Rourke wrestler. 
Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, if Vampiro ever worked in a deli, he would definitely jam his hand into the, the meat slicer. <laughs> yeah. Just to just because he needed to feel something. <laughs> yeah. In... <laughs> oh, God. That God, movie. I, can't even, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. It's so yeah. depressing. Don't watch that movie. Someone got murdered, too, at, at Lucha Underground. Now, that's oh, how, yeah. That's how deeply they're like, this is a television show, because a wrestler got murdered. And that was pretty shocking. They killed one of the wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, the, and then the, the guy in charge... What was this? It's Diego something... Diego Cueto. It's like it? Cuento or something. Yeah. He he had to get the hell out of there. He took took the like Ark of the Covenant thing, like the the idol, and then he gra he, he took off and he abandoned the the temple, which I assume like we haven't watched the season two premiere yet, but I've got to figure out who's taking control of the temple. Yeah, because it left a lot of loose ends. Yeah, like, like a television show would do. Yeah, when they when they had it would be like the end of WrestleMania, Vince McMahon. Packing a bag quickly and saying, I'm done with WWE. Yeah. Someone else can have it. We got to get out of here before the dragon guy yeah, before finds they, out. Before they find out we we murdered one of our employees. Oh, Dario. Dario Cueto. Dario Cueto. Is it Cueto? What is Queta. it? Cueto. 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 Dario Cueto. All right. He, yeah. He's great, too. <coughs> oh, man. The, did, did, you watch, did you watch the very first episode? Mm-mm. So, so there, he, he has a, a suitcase with $100,000 to whoever can win the first like episode and then i can't remember who it, who wins but then he just jumps the guy and beats him he has a bunch of guys come beat him instead of giving him the money yeah and then i was thinking well there's the end of your of your wrestling uh group once they find out the very first thing you did the very first event you had you had people beat up the winner and not pay them <laughs> yeah so I'd seek other employment at that point. Yeah, you think the other wrestlers would be like, "Well, this is a bust." But well, no. and are they going to find out that Dragon Azteca was murdered in the prison that's behind the ring? <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing. They in in this 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 temple that they have the ring in. They also have an area where they've built cages, like 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 a prison, like prison, a little small town sheriff cage prison. prison. Yeah, and I don't know a lot about the law, but that seems super illegal. Yeah. If I just built a, a jail cell in my basement, could I just keep people in here legally that that had that were you know had pissed me off or whatever? So man, I I oh man, I was not prepared for Ultima Lucha. It it I still I it took me like 24 hours to recover. Yeah. But it had some great reveals. I'm not gonna do the big reveal at the end of the the Vampiro uh, Pentagon Junior match. Yeah. No. Don't that, don't spoil it. That was. Yeah, that was cinema level twists and turns, you know. So yeah, so yeah. we may be done with WWE. It yeah, just might be all Lucha Underground from now on. Yeah. Well, that's our sports section. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I'd say tune in next week, and we're going to get into uh, more arts and entertainment, some music, some movies, plus our usual uh, insanity. Mm-hmm. So a loose end to tie up that we're going to get to next week. We asked the question. Is Blade Runner a good movie? The response was overwhelmingly silent from our fans. <laughs> so uh, we're going to discuss Blade Runner in episode three next week. So look forward to that. And uh, who knows what else will come up. Letters from you. Thanks, everyone, for writing. This is worldchampionpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so a couple people, Lee and Richard, thank you so much for just writing and, and saying that you're glad we're back. Um I really appreciate that. And Lee in particular says he uh, has been in hell listening to public radio podcasts since we retired. 
And I was just about to throw myself in front of a subway car because PJ Vogt's signature laugh makes me die a little every time I hear it. I'm not familiar with PJ Vogt. Do you know PJ Vogt? Or Vogt? Well, this is on NPR? He's an NPR guy, and he also has a podcast called Reply All. And I Googled him, and all I could find is people complaining about his laugh. What's it like? It's probably exactly what I just did, huh? Yeah, it's that. It's like like Herman Munster. Like that. Speaking of Herman Munster, you know, uh, by next week, Super Bowl. What? Her- Herman made it to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Herman Munster is going to be quarterback for the Super Bowl. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we, I think we're recording before the Super Bowl, but so we should call it now. All right. Um. Here, well, what? Who, who do you? Th- who do we think is going to win this? Who's in it? And the Broncos and, and the Panthers. The Panthers. Who are the yeah. Panthers? Well, Cam Newton, the quarterback, is apparently he's like the Steph Curry of quarterbacks right now. Oh, he's okay. unstoppable. Oh, wow. And he's had this stellar season. And then we all know about Herman Munster, the right. quarterback for the Broncos. Yeah. And he has been spending the off season doing, you know, he's he's got the same regimen as Sylvester Stallone did before he came back as Rambo. Yeah, allegedly. Where, where and totally completely true <laughs> allegedly true yes he's been using a lot of hgh hgh the clear yeah. steroids yeah. anabolic this and that flaxseed oil greek mm, yogurt yeah how kind of he just <laughs> thought it was a b supplement injected into his his bottom because mm-hmm. i because lord knows when me and brighton want a little bit of, of b vitamins we pull our pants down in front of each other and inject just strange cocktails of serums of serums that a that a mysterious guy gave to us at the gym that we don't know. Yeah, we like don't, we, just, yeah. we usually I usually am like, hey, let's duck into this back room, stranger. Yeah, inject me with something. Inject me with some vitamins. Health. I want health. Yeah. Oh, I, I could eat an orange. No, no. Inject me. So what I'm hoping will happen is the same thing that happened a couple years ago. When, Last time he when was the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, when the Broncos played the Seahawks. That's what I want to happen. Except maybe even worse. Like I want the. Panthers to be 75, Broncos 3. That's what I'm calling that, it. That had to be one of the most humiliating defeats in sports history. It was, Wasn't it, it the first play? They like accidentally hiked it into the end zone? I want zone. us to really push Peyton Manning. I want it to be something that keeps Peyton Manning up at night like years from now. Where everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you're so great. You're in the Hall of Fame. And then he, but he, when he's alone, is thinking, "I'm a failure. I'm, I was never a great quarterback." And I hope he's in horror. He's looking into the crowd, and everything's in slow motion and mm-hmm. just a blur. Mm-hmm. And he sees some guy in the crowd who says, "Diarrhea face." <laughs> it's just slow motion. Yeah, diarrhea. Hey, Papa John, tell me the truth. Am I a diarrhea face? <laughs> Anyone... Papa, he's gonna. That's the first person he calls. Papa, Papa. Papa. Speed dial, Papa, number I got, one. I gotta talk to Papa. You mean Archie Manning? No, Papa John. Let me talk to Papa. We're gonna talk to Papa John about pizza. Papa John. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way, Herman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Seeing as sports, Ed Shields. There are more reasons to hate Michael Jordan. Because <laughs> we, we hate Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Number one, he has a Hitler mustache. Does he? Oh, yeah. God. Straight up Hitler mustache. He does, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, he was the person to keep probably the best point guard of at the time from playing on the Dream Team, Isaiah Thomas. Him personally? Yeah, this is true. Now, this is this is a gray area for me because Isaiah didn't get to play. John Stockton got to be on the first Dream Team. So obviously oh, I'm a huge John Stockton so a, fan. a mixed kind yeah. of bag. But however, the logical side of me is like, yes, clearly Isaiah Thomas 
If it's the true dream team, he was definitely the best player for that. Michael Jordan hated him and didn't want him on the team. Yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about that either because John Stockton is the Fugazi of basketball. <laughs> right. He is like the, he, to me, the definitive punk band of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Never sold out. He never did. Everything about his career, even the way he ended his career, it, I, I, in this era where Kobe Bryant goes on this like, oh, yeah. this victory lap that's a year long, John Stockton, I'm done. Yeah, so the last, gosh, the last five years of his career or so, he would only sign one-year contracts. Yeah. And then it was locker room clean-out day, and they're like, okay, you, uh, of course, you've been signing your one-year contracts, you going to do that again? He said, No. That was it. Like literally, like you just said, like I'm done. It's amazing. And now, yeah. now he just works at Discord Records, mailing, mailing out, <laughs> yeah. you know, Minor Threat albums. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and number three, he rips tags off people's clothes and throws them into other people's drinks. Is this true? Yeah. How does he got this inside knowledge? Is this true? How do you even find that it's, out? It's on TV. He, he does takes, it on TV. He rips his collar out. Wait, his tag out of his own shirt? He rips tags off other people's shirts and then tosses them into beverages. This could be a statement about his how he feels about Haynes' tagless shirts, though. He could have been like, what, what's this bullshit? <laughs> well, that's what it Can't is. Can't you go tagless? <laughs> oh, that's what it is? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's a Haynes commercial. Um, <laughs> but he's ripping tags off people's clothes. I'm pretty slow. See, that's because you don't pay for cable. You don't I see don't. commercials. Why the hell would I watch this awful commercial? The only, like I said, the only thing I've seen is he refuses to let Charlie Sheen into his car. <laughs> right. Uh, Kevin Dully writes in. Wait, but wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, sorry, you still wait. talking about Jordan? I want to talk about his Hitler mustache for a second. Oh, yeah. What, what do you think his inspiration... <laughs> okay. I, I wanna... think it's clear what the inspiration was. No. <laughs> Not inspir I don't even want to go there. But why would he have that? No one has a mustache like that nowadays, right? Maybe it's the only mustache he can grow. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Maybe because from, cause he never he never smiles except an evil smile. The hair, yeah. the hair follicles weren't stimulated on the side of his grin. So it's just bare skin. Like you can always tell someone who's not a lot of fun because they don't smile a lot. Therefore, they don't. Therefore, they don't. That makes sense. They have kind of the Hitler mustache. Hitler wasn't a lot of fun. The outlier is Charlie Chaplin, I guess. Yeah. God, what the hell? Is it is it trying to be like a maybe he's trying to be a trendsetter and do an upper lip flavor saver? <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it's like an upside down flavor it's saver. It's the reverse soul patch. Yeah, he's got soul. It's just a lot of maybe it's just an extended soul patch. He's got so much soul. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the ticket. Yeah, or it's like when Bono said, "Charles Manson stole this song from the Beatles, and now we're gonna steal it back." He's stealing back the mustache. He's, yeah, Hitler stole this mustache from Chaplin. And now I'm stealing it back. God, I'd love to hear Michael Jordan say that. <laughs> yeah, someone asks, it's like some troll asks him about it, and then he gives a legitimate answer. Yeah, like, fair like, enough. like one of Howard Stern's guys is like, Michael, what about the Hitler mustache? He's like, well, this mustache was actually popular before, and I know Hitler gave it a bad name, and I'm taking it back. And then you're like, fair enough. Yeah, if anyone, if anyone <laughs> can do it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, it is kind of shitty that Hitler's ruined that mustache forever. Yeah, he's well. He ruined a lot of he things. Did, yeah, he was he kind of quite a wake of destruction. But that's I mean, you think about that. You are so bad yeah. that you you make a hairstyle thing, a hair facial hair choice on. There's billions of men that have facial hair. Yeah, you've done something that now like this is off limits. Yeah, it's you know you just can't do it. Yeah, it's that's the one thing. I mean, his haircut is kind of coming back into style. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that mustache ever will. It will never recover. Yeah. If Michael Jordan can't do it. 
And that's kind of and that's pretty mind boggling if you think about it. That's I saw an, I saw an interesting thread on ask or not ask Reddit ask historians on Reddit. Okay, where they said before Hitler, who was the Hitler? In terms of, I saw that. Yeah, of, of, it, in terms of like universally regarded as like the worst ever, and you know, you'd say like, oh, you're worse than. Is it Genghis Khan? Who is it? There, there wasn't really a clear answer, and they kind of said there, there wasn't really that concept before Hitler. Really, of like a universe, even warlords. So it's, it's were like, kind of admired for their warring, um, but they did say Napoleon was kind of like that. But he was just as respected, though, wasn't he? I, he was very hated by everyone but the French, and even well, how, did, how does the Fran- French think of him now? But he wasn't. Yeah, now I don't know, and he wasn't it, genocidal. I he's think just of him warlike. now as like an Alexander the Great kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, like he, he's, he, you don't think of Alexander the Great. Like a lot of these, they're all conquerors that have killed thousands of people. Yeah, but you know, no one ever says Alexander the Great the way people say Hitler, right. or Stalin. They said it was probably uh, probably the closest thing would be biblical figures. Because that was, you know, 2,000 years of history. Everyone knew the Bible uh, in hmm. Europe, you know. So that's, West, so, in a, so in a lot of ways, Hitler was the Elvis Presley. He was the Elvis of, Presley of, of, evil. of evil. Yeah. Because the concept the of concept, evil yeah, the concept of, even exi- didn't even exist. He was the first truly evil man. Yeah. The way that Elvis was the first truly cool guy. Yeah, I think we solved a couple things here. Wow, that's yeah. kind of trippy to think about, actually. so so we talked about uh dance crazes kevin dully has has quite a tale uh what up fools missed you guys i'm happy to have you back the year was 2000 the united states was glorious we saw two giant towers in new york seeing as how we hadn't been hit by terrorists yet and you could jump the border into canada with relative ease my buddies and i woke up on a saturday after a very hard night of partying Three of us were 19 and 20 at the time, and we felt like dog shit. He drank a whole bunch of Sprites. Yeah, so many Sprites. (laughs) Yeah, never mind. I was going to talk about going to high school in suburban Salt Lake City. No. We'll just save that. We got a barrel on. At the time, we felt like dog shit. We drank some water, ate some ramen. I think that's spelled wrong. He said he ate some Ramon. And and, uh, talked about what we should do that day. Maybe it's spelled wrong as romaine. He just ate a head of lettuce. (laughs) Yeah, just some crisp romaine. Hungover, eat a head of lettuce, and head to Canada. (laughs) Let's do this. Let's write that down. (laughs) Uh, Eat a head of lettuce and head to Canada. Uh, So, yeah. So, I was trying to figure out what to do. Uh, I mentioned we should keep the party going and find someone to go buy some beer. In the end, we are out of luck. So, I said, hey, let's go up to Canada, spend the weekend there, and party. Because at the time... can or maybe you still can you could drink in canada age 19 okay uh, so so this story takes place between his 19th birthday and his 21st birthday yes and, as a uh, detective i've i've figured that out yeah and they live in uh, the twin cities so it's about a seven eight hour drive is it i didn't know that that's what he says i'm I taking his word like, for, for it. me anything kind of north of basically texas is canada yeah. Like, it's just a big blurry ice. It's Fargo. It's snowstorms. North Dakota. It's, it's upper that, Montana. It's that making a murderer. Everyone talks like that. Wow. Um, yeah. That's something. We're going to have to talk about that eventually. Okay. Just because we can't not. Yeah. We, yeah. I don't really want to, but. I don't either, but. But those will, you know. So. Oh, oh yeah. So he says he lives in the Twin Cities, so I'll do an, an accurate impression of him. Let's hear this. A seven or eight hour drive. This could be a very long story. This is so oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, that's good. That's you know how those it. making murder people sound, though. I know. Well, the weekend. Oh, boy. Speaking of when he's 
the boy has been charged with murder mm-hmm. and he's in prison. He's talking to his mom and he's going, when am I going to get out of here? It's like, oh, I don't know, honey. And he goes, it's WrestleMania this weekend. I know. He's got his priorities straight. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. Because uh, if I was looking at the next, the rest of my life in jail, I'd be like, my God, WrestleMania is in 70 days. Yeah. Am I going to be up by then? No, or, I better get a can damn, we speed damn up good the, lawyer. Yeah. Can we speed up the appeals process? If I just admit that I'm guilty, can I watch WrestleMania? Oh, I can. And then after, can, I'll come back? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I killed her. <laughs> so uh, that weekend we stayed in Winnipeg. I don't know anything about Winnipeg. Do you know anything about Winnipeg? No. Seven or eight hours from the Twin Cities. Uh, mixed uh, mixed it up with a very scary encounter with the Hell's Angels. Uh, I'm sorry, Hell's Angels. It's definitely not the Hell's Angels because they're in California. Yeah, they're not in. They're not in Winnipeg. No, it's probably the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, it's probably a hockey team. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, is that a, is that their team? I think so. Man, we should have looked up Canada before we did this segment oh, shit. of the letters. Actually, no. What are you talking Mix about? it up with a very scary encounter. Yeah, I'm not going to do research on the letters. Do That's research on your, our emails. Your job is to provide the background information, which so far, Kevin, you've done a good job. Yeah. Um, mix it up with a very scary encounter with the Hells Angels. I saw my first and last cocaine mountain. We stayed at a hotel that gave us a room for a little person. Oh, for a little person. He says, seriously, everything was half the size. We ended up really destroying that room. I went to bed in the hotel. Woke up in the woods around Lake of the Woods, covered in caterpillars, and started a Canadian dance craze. Do you know what this? So that's kind of okay. the TLDR. Well, I, I can read between the lines. This all took place in a rubber room in a straitjacket. I think so. This, this is this is Cocaine Mountain. Cocaine Mountain. That, weird, that's weird the part room, that's true. Caterpillar yeah. passing out. No, not even the Cocaine Mountain part. So he went to a place where someone had so much cocaine, it was like a Scarface pile. I'm assuming that's what that means. Oh, those rich kids, man. <laughs> no. The so townies. Almost, oh, bragging. Kevin and his rich friends. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> uh, okay, so once we got to Winnipeg, we grabbed a hotel at the Motor Inn, $35 a night. After drinking heavily in the room and smashing anything we could like assholes, we defined, decided to find a, nice cl- a nightclub. After asking the cab driver to take us to the best nightclub in Winnipeg, he took us to the shittiest, lamest nightclub I have ever been to. It was the brightest bar I've ever been in, but the people are so nice. It really is true. Canadians are a nice lot. At some point, one of my buddies wandered off to get us a round of drinks. He was taking a while. I was in the middle of the dance floor. I have no idea what song was playing, and I decided... um, I had no idea what song was even playing at the time, but I wanted to see what was taking so long. I was in the middle of the crowd, so I decided, okay, fuck it, and started jumping up and down like a salmon jumping out of the water, just really twisting my body and craning my neck to try to see where my buddy was at the bar. So we're so we're in the middle. Right. I don't know what song we're dancing to in two thousand. It's five hundred miles by the Proclaimers. That's exactly what it is. So he's jumping and twisting in the middle of the dance floor. Um. Uh, I was getting annoyed because this dude next to me was jumping, and I thought he was trying to get in my way. <laughs> then the girl next to him started jumping, and I'm yelling, "Knock it off! I can't see!" And then, then they my started other saying, buddy, "Knock it off! I can't see! Knock then, it off! I can't see!" <laughs> yeah. Then my other buddy, who was still with me, pulled on my sleeve and looked over at him, and he was laughing his ass off and said, dude, look what you started. I looked around, and the entire dance floor was doing this disgusting fish flop jumping thing. I'm talking 60, 70 people doing my dance for two songs straight. Wow. Uh, At some point, a lady asked me where I had learned that move. I think I told her it was all the rage in the States. And throughout the night, we caught random groups of people jumping around the dance floor. Uh, an hour or so after that, we left, went back to the hotel, and they head back out into the night with a strange lady dressed in leather we just met, and the Hells Angels were throwing one hell of a party somewhere in Winnipeg, and caterpillars were getting horny, but that's a story for another time. 
you know what? That's Kevin Dully. This Love story just reminded me of something I did one time. Yeah? I've actually started <laughs> a dance craze. I was in Japan. This was uh, St. Patrick's Day, which which is celebrated there. I was kind of surprised. Interesting. And this is, and, and I also found out why they have Last Call. Last Call is crucial. I used to, I, I, I cursed about it. You know, there's many times where, where you're... Just in general, Last Call? I hate Last Call. Yeah. They, like, it sucks. You're out partying, and then it's like 1230 or whatever, wh- yeah. wherever you are, and they're yeah. like, wrap, wrap it up, and you're like, God damn it, and yeah. all this stuff. But then you go to a place where there's no Last Call, and you find out the limits of madness. And you find out how far you would actually go if no one stopped you. Oh, God. And this, was, and this, this is a long story, so I'm just going to skip to the end. Basically, I, I had a night of drinking that... It's kind of unparalleled in what I've done, where I was like, like it, it was, it was, it could have been a movie. <laughs> so here I am, five a.m. with with uh, people I don't know in this dance club that's underground. Like literally, I went downstairs, like yeah. going into a subway station, yeah. and there's this weird underground dance club, and I started doing the Teen Wolf dance in there. Oh, and wow. people started doing it, <laughs> and I totally Holy forgot shit. about this. And I got up on stage. There was it was like karaoke. Yeah, but I got up. Or no, no, it wasn't karaoke. Well, was it a band? I can't remember what it was. I was, I was out of my mind. But I remember climbing onto some stage, and I started doing the dance from Teen Wolf <laughs> to try to get people to do it, and people yeah. started doing it. Holy shit! It was, it was amazing. So last week I had questioned: Is this a thing that's ever happened? Didn't occur to me. And it has happened. It's it is, happened. A, it is indeed a thing that has happened. Personally happened. Wow. So yeah, twice so, to people. Two, two firsthand account stories. Well, son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, how can people contact us? Worldchampionpodcast at gmail.com. Go to Instagram, it's worldchampionpod. Facebook, uh, just search for World Champion Podcast. We don't have enough likes yet that we can get a unique uh, URL. The keyword so please is like. Or yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the keyword is like. Like yeah. it. So please, yeah, please do like us on Facebook. That's important to us. And then also, if you don't mind, subscribing in iTunes and uh, leaving us a review and a rating there. That's helpful. That helps us out. Um, I know not everyone listens through iTunes or through the Apple Podcast app. Um, I am kind of flying blind here on how to do podcasts yeah we're we're we're, pro- we're in the process of figuring out the other formats yeah and stuff like that so, so if you have a podcast app that you prefer and it's not showing up there just send us an email and let us know and i'll figure out how we get it in there okay. um and then you can download it from our website just an mp3 from www yeah it's real slick worldchampionpodcast.com yeah you can either stream it there or download it you can learn a little bit more about smogville and, and the history of our, our show there mm-hmm. and uh Meanwhile, oh Twitter too at Smogville Fair. Oh yeah, Smogville Fair on Twitter. I still haven't set that up on my phone yet. I got it, baby. Nice. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, but thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about Blade Runner. We're going to talk about some other stuff, and we'll see you then. All right. Good night.